0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, April 30th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Labor enforcement promised. USDA getting advice on climate policy. And more farmers weigh in on tax plan. Labor Secretary prioritizing worker protections. The Biden administration says it's taking seriously the pay and treatment of low-wage employees throughout the country, including farm workers. A Labor Department webinar yesterday featured Labor Secretary Marty Walsh and also Domingo Aguilar, a seafood worker at a Pennsylvania supermarket who was due more than $15,000 in overtime and minimum wage violations and investigation found. Now, keep in mind, although farm workers weren't represented on the webinar, the department has recently begun a nationwide education outreach and enforcement initiative to ensure workplace protection for them. In response to a question about where farm worker protections rank among the department's priorities, Wall said, quote, treatment and pay for all workers in America is a priority. He added, We don't want to be just responding to people being underpaid and being taken advantage of. We need to send messages out to employers, and they need to treat their employees fairly. USDA sifting through climate recommendations. U.S. Department of Agriculture is getting plenty of advice about what it should do to address climate change. The White House directed USDA to solicit comments on the issue. Yesterday was the last day for recommendations to be filed with the department. As of yesterday, about 1,800 comments have been posted on the web. Among those, the National Association of State Conservation Agencies says USDA should leave the carbon banking idea to the private sector. A carbon credit purchase exercise that is funded annually with taxpayer dollars is not a bank. It's simply another program that pays for outcomes rather than implementation, the group says. Another theme in some of the comments, USDA needs to build up its field staff to help farmers with the technical assistance they need. The Renewable Fuels Association says USDA should work with EPA to promote the use of biofuels in part by reworking the life cycle analysis that are used to determine the carbon footprint of biofuels. Drought moves into northern plains. A drought that has plagued much of the western U.S. the last several months is expanding into the northern plains. According to the U.S. Drought Monitor, about 82% of the nation's spring wheat crop is in drought, including 85% of North Dakotas. Just 22% of the nation's corn crop is experiencing drought, but 38% of North Dakota's corn crop is located in an extreme drought area. Some 19% of the nation's soybeans experiencing drought. 54% of North Dakota's soybean crop is in an extreme drought. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Co-ops like Buy American Emphasis. The National Council of Farmer Cooperatives is applauding President Joe Biden's efforts to tighten the federal government's Buy American procurement rules. He included such requirements in his infrastructure proposal and has named Made in America director in the Office of Management and Budget to ensure domestic content rules are followed. NCFC President and CEO Chuck Connor says it's vital the administration acts on Biden's policy. We hear similar claims of support during the previous administration with minimal follow-through or impact, Connor said. NAWG to White House. Back off tax proposal. Wheat growers are urging the White House to back off its proposal for taxing inherited assets. Under the proposal, gains that someone makes during their lifetime would be taxed at death as if they were sold. There would be a $1 million per person exclusion and any tax liability for farms would be deferred as long as the family keeps them in operation. USDA says 2% of farms would be affected by the proposal. The National Association of Wheat Grower CEO Chandler Gould tells Agripulse he spoke to White House officials yesterday about his group's concerns with how the proposal would affect family farms. China has a strong week for grain and pork imports. The week from April 16 to 22 was another strong period for U.S. grain and pork exports to China. According to the latest trade data out of USDA, the U.S. shipped 130,400 metric tons of wheat, over 561,000 tons of corn, over 241,000 tons of sorghum, and just shy of 14,000 tons of pork to China over those seven days. Chinese buyers also made some significant purchase commitments. USDA reported net sales of over 243,000 tons of sorghum and 62,500 tons of soybeans to China for the 2020-21 marketing year. China also purchased 198,000 tons of U.S. soy for delivery in 2122, And the Chinese purchased 2,000 tons of U.S. pork and 1,900 tons of U.S. beef. Ag and food lobby groups supply pressure for in-to-U.S.-E.U. tariffs. Some 88 U.S. and European trade associations, most of them from the ag and food sectors, are pressuring governments on both sides of the Atlantic to end their trade disputes and stop punishing each other's exports with tariffs. Tariffs tied to the transatlantic spats over airplane subsidies are on hold as the U.S. and European Union negotiate, but the tariffs from both sides over steel and aluminum trade remain in place. In a letter sent to President Biden and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, the U.S. and European groups say the transatlantic relationship is of enormous economic importance to our sectors and we are eager to see it protected and nurtured. Our sector should no longer incur collateral damage in these unrelated disputes. The American Frozen Food Institute, European Fruit Juices Association, Agriculture Transportation Association, American Cranberry Growers Association, Corn Potters Association, American Soybean Association, European Dairy Association, and the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States are among the groups that sign the letter. Here's today's She Said It. Public health officials face considerable challenges reaching communities in America's rural South and West. That American Medical Association President Susan Bailey, a Texas allergist and immunologist, in the relatively high rates of resistance in those regions to the COVID-19 vaccines. AMA is targeting those areas in its efforts to encourage people to get vaccinated. Daily told members of the North American Agriculture Journalist. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, April 30th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dally.